Hi there, and welcome to the Team Huddle Podcast. This is the show for professionals who want to explore leadership with their team. It doesn't matter what your job title is, huddles work because people come together, supporting each other, sharing ideas, insights, advice, and then making changes to how things are done, not just what is done. I'm Colin Moby, and along with Tasha Thor Stratton, we created this space for leaders and team members who want to become experts in helping their team become braver at seeing and dealing with the challenges they face. Each of these shows was originally recorded as a live video on LinkedIn, but we've repurposed them so you can get hold of all the good stuff easily as these podcasts. During the shows, you'll hear us chatting, often with other fellow leadership experts, about how to put into practice ideas and actions that actually work and make a difference. We want to see teams come together to develop a deeper team spirit and to get more done in a safer and healthier way. Superhero leaders. They swoop in, save the day, take on everything, celebrating and rewarding sacrifice, defending and protecting the team from outside forces. Superhero leaders also limit the growth of their team, burn themselves out, create dependencies, allow mistakes and resentment to set in because they can't be everywhere at once. In this episode, we're going to talk about how these people can dominate some organisations, why people don't speak up, and how to help superhero leaders let go so the whole team can grow. Enjoy. Uh, it's my favourite subject, superheroes. Is does, Can we count Kermit as a superhero, or is that a bit weird? Yeah, have you ever you want as a superhero. Squirrel, Squirrel Girl is my favourite superhero, which is an yeah. amazing one for a conversation starter, because uh, Comic Run is awesome. Oh, okay. So yeah, if, if Squirrel Girl can be a superhero, Kermit can be a superhero. Right. Is that a Marvel one? I've never heard of it. DC. Yeah, no, it is a Marvel one. Sorry. Yeah. She was an Avenger for a little while. Oh, okay. That's a rabbit hole. Squirrel right. hole. You don't want to go down. <laughs> I'll, be here, I'll be here for hours. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a superhero for every, every eventuality. Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, today we're talking about how to allow our superhero bosses to let go, to entice and, I guess, encourage and inspire, you know, the other members of the team to have a voice and to have their say and to be part of the team and to take it to, you know, different goals. It's not just one goal, is it? But so tell me, what's your experience with, you know, being either a superhero or being part of a team where there's a superhero manager boss there? Um, I've had both and, um, you yeah, know, no doubts. I can remember times when I was kind of, thinking that it was a good thing to be in that mindset that 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 kind of protective heroic white knight um kind of mindset and i've heard it called one of my favorite phrases for it is actually park ranger uh, leadership which is where essentially you rush into the wilderness to save the people that have got trapped (laughs) they're not trapped at all they you know they're they're while camping and you rush in save them scoop them up in your van and take them home and it's like oh we we were we were doing fine we were camping Again, it's that I quite like that phrase of that, that kind of sweeping in and saving people, yeah. even when they're not lost. Um, and it's that I've been there where you kind of, I think something to 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 to, to kind of pull out is that rarely is it done with a a, a selfish intent. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes into I'm going to be a superhero and and it, it will help me. And I, you know, it, it, it's there's a little bit of martyrdom in some elements of it. But generally speaking, it's done from a good intention. I want to help my team. I want to protect my team. You're doing yeah. it because you think you're doing the right thing by shielding them in some way. Um, the reality is rarely does that actually help them, mm-hmm. uh, particularly if it is a binary thing of they don't do it, they don't do the work, I'll do the work. I'll protect them mm-hmm. from all aspects yeah. of it. 
Um, and we can, and it's easy to get caught up in that. I remember yeah, no, during... just stopping you briefly there because I'm thinking about that word shields for kind of a you know an NLP perspective. That word from a language perspective, obviously, think about a shield. A shield is there to protect, but there's nothing that comes out. That's that's the problem, isn't it? So you're there to shield, but if you are that superhero leader, then you're kind of in that bubble and maybe not asking for help and not giving anything back. And that can be really bloody lonely, can't it? It is incredibly lonely um, because it's it becomes a habit. Mm. I protect them from that, <laughs> that big thing. Yeah. Well, actually, there's a, there's a smaller thing that it's, it's only a small thing, but I did it for the big thing, so I protect them from the small thing. And then there's another small thing, and there's another small thing, and it is it, it can become really lonely because mm. if you think about it, you're kind of keeping a level of darkness away from them by keeping the darkness to yourself. Yeah. So you you sit in that space. You sit mm. in that. If it was a good thing, if you knew deep down and you believed deep down and you could see deep down how it would help them, mm. you wouldn't hesitate. But there's yeah. something missing in your ability to see what's going on. And we'll talk about whether that's trust or other stuff in, in a little mm. while. But so therefore you embrace the dark elements of that. And that, yeah, that becomes really lonely. And it, yeah. it, you have it to fight it. Um, and you just keep doing it, and it's very hard to break. Um, yeah, it's very hard you know, to break. The longer you know, they do it, the harder it is to get out of that. But the more obvious it is, it's like that massive elephant in the room, isn't it? Because the whole team can see that the leader is probably taking on too much and overwhelm and burnout, and they so desperately want to help, and they know that they can. But the leader's like, "No, it's my job. You know, I can do this. I've been paid to do this." And um, especially, I think when a company's going through restructure. And things might not be going so brilliantly. The leader's like, right, I can't let the team know what's going on because otherwise they're going to feel really deflated. You know, this is maybe the current mindset that they're in. And uh, they might think, oh, God, they're going to jump ship and go to another company who's doing better. And, you know, but actually there is, you know, coming back to NLP, there's no, you cannot not communicate. So even if you're not saying what's actually going on, people can feel it. People talk. <laughs> and it's so damaging, isn't it? So rather than keep everything to yourself it's much better you know the skills that we teach isn't it it's all around you know not telling everybody everything by any means but letting go and i think a really nice reframe on letting go is to embrace so instead of you know asking the leaders to let go of everything it's just like right well embrace what's around us and these people are here for you you are all together as a team and what can you do together to you know find out what's going on to make things a lot better for everybody I think it's that one of the reasons to kind of title this the superhero um, leadership is because it brings that image up, doesn't it, of strength, of resilience. Mm, yeah. That's kind of there's there's mm. there's there's power as some of those characteristics, but not all the time. You know, strength mm. isn't being the strongest one, being able to stand there with the shield and take the flak. There's a time for that, but actually continuously doing that will erode your strength. Mm. Um I remember um we talk about restructure triggering my brain. Yeah, one of the, the back in my corporate days, huge restructure over a period of years as we we outsourced, um, and so much kind of confusion, so much mm. work to be done, so much, so many things to deal with mm. that you kind of you, you start to adopt this kind of. I can't explain this to myself, let alone to anybody else. So therefore, I won't. And it's yeah. better to shield people. It's better to keep people away from all the confusion, all mm. the stuff we're trying to work through, and just 
yeah, yeah, everything's moving forward. And kind of yeah. you start adopting a general bland yes. attempt to protect them from what you're feeling, which is, will this work? This will never work. Mm -hmm. This will only work if this happens. What are the risks? Oh, what if that mm -hmm. happens? That might mean this. You know, you start you start thinking all these things. So you think, well, I want to protect them from thinking that. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the... You start taking responsibility for how other people are going to react to it, which is is impossible you can't do that you know as humans we can take responsibility for our thoughts and our behaviors but as soon as we come into the realms of going well actually i'm going to be responsible for how somebody else deals with that and copes with that then first of all you are kind of adopting a kind of a mind reading approach which isn't helpful and you're kind of guessing how things are going to turn out and you're you know kind of predicting the future that's not even been created yet so yeah it's not very helpful is it it's not and it's i remember somebody pointing out to me um somebody in my team saying do you trust us? Mm. And me said, of course I do. Of course I do. Yeah. Of course I trust you implicitly. And, and, and to me, I trusted my team implicitly. Mm. You know, autonomy, impact, all that kind of stuff. Simple. You trust us to do the work. You're not trusting us to think about mm. the work, about mm. the future work. You're not trusting us to deal with this ourselves. And it kind of, it, it took me a while, but it was kind of, actually, I, I, I clearly don't trust them to handle mm. it. That's it. And if I trust them, I trust them. Yeah, and yeah. I trust that if they don't handle it, they'll ask for help. They'll figure yeah. it out. They, you know, it's that kind of. It's almost a parental thing, isn't it? In terms of, mm -hmm. you want to protect them from all the harm, but you know that yeah. some of the harm they've got to work through. They've got to figure yeah. it out themselves because you can't be there to protect them all the time. And figuring that out is really hard. But I remember that conversation of them distilling it down. It's, you don't trust us. I do. Mm -hmm. I do trust you. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, believe I did, but to a point. And actually, yeah. if you're going to trust somebody, trust them. And yeah, I think that's something that's a really useful thing to do is, is maybe point out, do you trust us? If you trust yeah. us, trust mm -hmm. us to handle it as much as to do it. Yes. Um, and trust. we will trust you that if we're not handling it, you'll ask mm -hmm. us if we're all right. Yeah. Um, that's that two-way thing there. And I think you know that really shifted my thinking about that kind of mm good intentions that heroic well, I must keep all this confusion and stuff away from them as mm -hmm. we're going through yeah. the, the, the restructure the the, the, the um, outsourcing um whereas actually again coming back to your point about language you know you start thinking well I should expose them to it no talk to them about it mm. share it embrace the confusion and explore the fact it. that not just that facts are confused feelings are confused mm. explore it yeah. I should explore should be the word I say every seventh word it's just a brilliant <laughs> But yeah, explore it, share it, you know, chat about it, discuss it, engage with it. And I think yeah, it's that yeah. kind of, well, if I tell you, you can't help solve it. Yeah. But telling yeah. you helps me think about it differently. That's it. And that's well, the solution. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so true. And um, one of the things that kind of popped into my head was about that kind of belief pattern that that leader was in at that moment. And I wondered if they have a really, really kind of self, a really, really good level of self-esteem and you know they're really high or actually you know during this conversation I'm thinking well maybe that superhero leader their self-esteem is really really low so that they're you know maybe keeping everything to themselves so that they have that element of control and power to make them feel better so it'd be interesting to see actually you know what um what that I don't know obviously everybody's completely different um bearing in mind what goes on at home and their family lives and their friends and all these other things and you know what they've been through <laughs> from the word go until where they are now and how that reflects in their self-esteem but their self-esteem has a massive impact doesn't it on obviously themselves but for everybody around them 
and it's uh, that that dynamic has a massive massive effect on the team isn't it really and as soon as we I guess you know as leaders become aware of where our self-esteem sits the better so then we can go well actually yeah I am feeling a bit like that and actually I do need to embrace something else and I love this quote that the, the moment you think you know everything is the moment you know nothing and that's just a real reminder isn't it that you know those kind of superhero leaders like you know smash all the goals and all those kind of other things but the moment they say right well you know I know it all and I don't need anything else is actually they've they've kind of reached square one again haven't they I think what you're describing there reminds me of that kind of in some extent, I've come up against it with people who are kind of surviving um, mm. in their role, in their team, in their organization, where I've got a soft spot for IT ops. I've worked many years in IT operations, service management, as well as development in other spaces. But you can see it a lot in that kind of firefighting, mm. on call all the time kind of mindset. And actually, that conversation about why are you doing you know, to, to perhaps some of the leaders of the roles, why are you doing the coding? Why are you fixing the problem? Mm. Um, and so you get the usual surface stuff. Well, it's quicker, it's you know, it's easier. I don't need to get somebody else up, I can do it. Mm. But quite often, what's revealed is I feel good doing it. When mm. I when I do my actual job, I'm stimulated yeah. by HR. I can't do what I want. I I feel, you know, I'm, I'm maybe I've got the skills to lead in the way I want to. I'm just, you know, I'm floundering that age. But when I go, when I sit here at two o'clock in the morning with a with a problem on the on the code, I can fix it. And it's just, it's nice to feel like I can do something. Yeah, And I think um, superhero leadership sometimes falls back on that comfortable. Mm. Well, you know what, I'm used to, I, I can go to the meetings and just mm. tell them no, and or, or just say yes and not tell anybody else and I'll do the work, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, out of hours. Yeah. Um, I, can, I can just do that, I've got used to doing that. But actually if I have to go and sit down with my team and talk to them about the amount of work that's coming in, Oh, it's going to be really hard and we have to go through you know and it's kind of you you lean into your comfort zone mm. and it comes at these exactly says the self-esteem things i haven't got the strength or the, the the confidence to do what really needs to be done yeah um the reality is you do you're spending energy you're expending effort capability on this uncomfortable thing mm. you might as well spend it on something that's uncomfortable and is likely to ease things down the path so yeah, yeah i think you're absolutely right that kind of self-esteem often bubbles under there and it's kind of it's digging into is that what is really going why are you doing that well, it just it, it seemed easier why mm -hmm. did it seem easier yeah. um and 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 like you say challenging yourself self-awareness i mean we talked about this before but noticing you're doing it accepting you're doing it and mm -hmm. then just being curious about whether you want to do it that way and what your yeah. other options are that yeah. kind of level of self-awareness is key to not just noticing if you're being a superhero, but I think quite often team members, there's some responsibility in the team as well. Mm. Um, that kind of, um, if you feel you're being protected, take a moment to kind of reflect on your own behavior. Have you become kind of used to, to waiting? Yeah, to that's it. Letting somebody else take the lead. You kind of well you know they do this but actually have you adapted your behavior as a re result of that do you ask yeah. it's easy uh, to do it. it happens over time and sometimes we don't even notice it don't we yeah you kind of you get used to kind of just waiting for something to to come along yeah. well, you know if it was important they give it to me you know or sob them you know all those types of behaviors just yes. 
and they become yeah. habits as much as the superhero element you become the sidekick that responds yeah. to the superhero rather than being that that kind of um made me think about a situation i was in and I've, I've been working as you know for many many years in sales and that kind of superhero leader you know they feature quite a lot in sales don't they because it's like woohoo you know i've got the you know the, the best figures this month the more kpis and this and that and it's like well you know all the kind of the, the sales director's like right well you should do what Kevin's doing over there because he's hitting his targets. He's smashing them. He's so you should do what he's doing. Copy him. But actually, you know, there are some skills and tools around that and maybe working at what Kevin's doing and how he's doing it. But I was never going to be Kevin because I'm not him. And I have a very different way of talking and have a very different way of relating and building conversations. And it's like, well, if you can't be Kevin, then actually, why are you even here? And then you're like, oh, okay, well, as a result of that, Kevin was getting all the best events. He was getting all the, you know, the really good juicy stuff to work on, the really interesting stuff, the creative stuff. And then over a period of time, like you just said, it's like, well, why should I bother? And I see that a lot in teams now, especially in sales, because if you're not considered to be the best, then, you know, kind of what's the point of you being here and you're only as good as your last sale. And it's like, oh, there's that constant need to always deliver, deliver, deliver. So if you're not the superhero, then where's your where's your place in that environment? And then obviously we know that leads to disconnection and presenteeism. And it's like, oh, okay, like I said before, sod it, you know, let, let Kevin do his job. He's best at it and he can just carry the rest of the team. Whereas, you know, sometimes I've been the superhero in the past and um, I've kind of had an opportunity to do that. And then as a result of that, you know, other people have seen it from the other side. They're like, oh, okay, well, Tasha's just, you know, she's doing brilliantly. She doesn't need us. We're going to, you know, we're just going to take some extra time off work and, and let her get on with it. And then, you know, the team um, kind of spirit just goes, you know, through the floor and the, the team kind of rewards and the KPIs go through the floor because nobody else is pulling their weight. And it's like, well, I've done really well, but nobody else is. And as a result of that, then kind of what the point so there's so many different ways that it you know it's affect it affects you as a person and it's just about finding the balance in that so that you kind of don't go down that road of always doing the same thing and accepting that because it just doesn't work long term does it it might be a great short-term fix but at what cost we absolutely is so not sustainable and we need to we need to shift from rewarding that mm. type of result <clears throat> yeah. to understanding how results are created, mm. and rewarding the how and the, the, the way as much as the result itself. Mm. And it's kind of, I use the word leadership a lot rather than leader because leadership mm. is something everybody should embrace. It, it, the leadership element of you turning up and doing leadership is helping others do their job, helping others be better prepared for their next job. Mm -hmm. It's helping others grow. That's the leadership. Yeah. To me, that's what leadership is about. If somebody is a superhero leader, in the definition we've used, they're not doing that. Mm -hmm. They're just getting results no matter the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Then there will be a good intention in there, most likely, but they focused on the result rather mm -hmm. than the leadership. Yeah. And the people. They're a leader, they're not displaying leadership. And we've got to stop rewarding leaders and start rewarding leadership. Yeah. And, and you it's know, a subtle difference, but it's a really powerful one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the result of that is just incredible, isn't it? Firstly, obviously, we've got the emotional <laughs> intelligence and the emotional capabilities of those people being able to 
create that feeling of joy at work and actually look forward to being part of the team. Um, and it's all about really understanding more about each person as well, because when the focus and the spotlight is taken off one particular person, then all of a sudden everybody else gets a turn and they get to bring them, you know, their full selves to work. And then everybody becomes, like you said, more, more interested in the person and the how rather than the end result. So it becomes more person focused rather than result focused. And funnily enough, as a result of that, the results end up going in the right direction anyway. I think, you know, kind of an analogy of kind of a, uh, the stages where your team perform, you know, the lights are, there to be shone on whoever needs them shone on at that moment in time and it can be one person it can be a group it can be a small subset it can be all of them mm. it might be a different person deciding where to shine the lights because they've mm. got better context and understanding of what's going on and that that can shift around that leadership element is experimenting exploring when and where to shine that light sometimes yeah. on yourself you know don't be afraid to shine it on yourself mm. but actually that's just part of the, the flow of the lights and making sure that the whole production comes alive when it needs to. Sometimes yeah. that's spotlight on one, sometimes that's on everybody or a mixture of, of, in between. And it's that when one person, when you're being a superhero leader, you think you're doing it for the right reasons, but what you're really doing is keeping the spotlight on you. Yeah. Um, and at some point, the pressure of the audience just continuously staring at you. Mm. Get to yeah. You. And at some point, the rest of the cast, the rest of your team will be going, well, I've got, I've got lines to say. Um, yeah. Or they'll be able to start going, delivering their lines half-heartedly, like you said, with presenteeism or whatever, kind of, yeah. I'll do my bit then. Yeah, you carry on. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, the, 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 the frustrating thing is, is it's created from that good intent. Mm, you have yeah. all that good intent in a different way. Yeah, yeah. And but it, you know, it's extremely hard for those people who are in that kind of mindset to let go because they're like, well, you know, if I start sharing the knowledge that I've got, then actually my place in the organization might be tested and I might be shifted somewhere else where I don't want to be or downgraded. So there's that element of fear that comes into it all the time, isn't there? Isn't it funny how we quickly go to, I might be shifted somewhere else or I might not have a job I, I enjoy as much mm. rather than, well, if I do this, I might get, access or opportunities that I enjoy even more. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? They're at least 50% more likely. It's, yeah, it's that shield likely, element, isn't it? But our, our default stances, and it's probably based on experience because it's happened before, or we've yeah. seen, or we've heard it happen before, yes. um, is if I do this, it will be worse for me. Mm. And it's kind of, well, what if you shifted your thinking and said, if I do this, it will be better for me? Yes. You don't yeah. know, you don't know mm. anyway. Yeah, but so it's not thinking it's going to be worse is not helping. So what have you got to lose? You know, from a from a small business perspective, you know, um, if I if I you know when I when I decided to set up my own business, it's kind of what if it doesn't work? Mm. And it's okay to have that thought to think yeah. about risk, to think yeah. about processes, yeah. But also allow yourself the opportunity to think, what if it does work? Yeah. And it's the same with this. Okay, so I'm not liking the way. I can see that I'm being a superhero leader or I can see that I'm not helping myself or my team. And I can see that I'm, there are things I'm concerned about, but what if I flip those concerns and thought, yeah. what if this helped my team grow? What if I, That's if I got better as a leader, what if I got better as a team member? What if I got mm. new opportunities? 
And that's, you know, it can be really uncomfortable to at least, you know, firstly accept that, but then go through that process of going, oh God, well, people are going to see me not knowing everything. But actually, that's one of the best things that anybody can ever say in that situation, isn't it? I haven't got all the answers and I don't know everything. So I need you to help me, to help me learn. And then from there, you know, the whole floodgates of information and knowledge and connection are just opened, aren't they? Absolutely. I think that's that's strength. That's proper strength. Yeah. We use the word vulnerability um, sort of as a counter to strength. But they go hand in hand to me that, you know, we need to reframe, we need to rebadge strength as, mm. as exactly that, as being open to the idea that you don't have all the answers. But what you do have is a desire to find answers, to help mm. others come up with the best answer you can possibly come up with and with what you have available, time, mm. resources, people, thoughts, insight, diversity, yeah. all that, experiences, all that kind of stuff. Um, one thing I would kind of recommend is, again, stretching the superhero analogy as far as I can. If you mm. try and do it while you're mid, you know, think of a superhero mid-fight, mid-defending mm. the galaxy. If you try and change, you know, your way at that point or tag in somebody surprising, you know, all right, you come join me and just drag them in, mm. it doesn't always work that well sometimes it's worth thinking about okay what what's coming up that i yeah. can shift the way i behave shift the way i think try different things rather than doing it with something that i'm immersed in and i've already put the shield up and mm -hmm. you know, yeah. my tired maybe <laughs> maybe instead of doing something different from this from what's coming on this side i look at what's coming in from that side and i'll mm. i'll shift things around there i'll ask more questions about this thing that's coming up front i'll, I'll ask my team what questions they've got I'll meet their meet question their questions with more questions, mm. not just rush to answers about this thing that's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Maybe be more open about it earlier, um, mm -hmm. so they kind of build that habit in from the beginning of it, not just the end of it or halfway through. Yeah. Um, and it's not. I think quite often what people think with well, if you're not a superhero leader, that means you delegate. Mm -hmm. Somebody else to do it. Again, that's almost binary thinking. It's not you do it or that or somebody else yeah. does it. Whether you're a leader, or a team member, or whatever. Sometimes the answer can be in between. It can be a sharing of it. It can be you start, I'll pick it up, you know, or can I contribute? You know, you're probably best to lead on this. Can I contribute to it? Figure it out together about the best way to get it done. Don't just yeah. assume that, well, if I'm not doing it, then to not be a superhero leader, I will delegate it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, explore, explore yeah. it in terms of yeah. what's, who's the right person, who are the right people that can do this in the right way right now yeah yeah that context bit is really important definitely so again, it's not by the, the answer to not being a superhero leader isn't binary mm -hmm. uh, explore what the best way based on what you all think in that moment is yeah yeah and it's just i was just trying to get into the head of the superhero leader and thinking they would be going down that loop of right well you know, I can do this. I'm the best person for the job. And, um, I've, you know, like you said before, I've done this in the past and I've kind of given the responsibility over to somebody else. So they've shared it with me and it hasn't gone well. And then they become into that pattern of, well, well, I've done the job. I've, you know, done a brilliant job. I didn't need anybody else. So I'm just going to do it again for the next project. And then they kind of get to the phase where they do it and do it and do it again, project after project after project. And then they're like, well, actually, nobody else is doing anything. Why am I? Why am I the only person doing this? So at the beginning, it's like, it's really exciting. They're fully in control and they love the buzz and the energy around that. And then after time goes on, the realisation suddenly hits them that actually 
this is really freaking tiring. And then, you know, they're tired at work, they're tired at home, their relationships struggle at home and, and um, with their families and their friends and stuff. And then they'll like become really disenfranchised and be like, oh, actually, yeah, what I thought was a brilliant way of doing things actually isn't. But what do I, what do, I do now? How do I change it? How do I fix it? There was a, um, there was a team in the police um, who were exploring some of this stuff and one of their members, one of the team members was actually really good and got very fulfilled by mm. the aspect of the job, which was going to uh, the public and delivering bad news. Mm. They, 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 they got something out of being there, the mm -hmm. supporting, the caring element of that role. Other team members, not so much. Mm. What that meant was she defaulted to that role. Yeah. Because she was she was best at it. It was right for her. She, you know, to an extent, she enjoyed it. It fulfilled her. She got meaning out of that aspect of the role. There came a point where she didn't because she was doing it all yeah. the time. Yeah. And instead of raising that, that turned into resentment. And actually, it's really important to understand the contextual element of these things. That last bit on that question, who are the right people to do this in the right way right now? Mm -hmm. right now is contextual it can change and it's okay for it to change it's okay for you to say i know i usually do this but you know what mm -hmm. not got it in me at the moment yeah Help. yeah and can yeah. somebody else step up or, or what can we do to just give me some, and it's not it's not that you're failing it's not that you're weak it's actually you are no longer the right person to do it in the yeah. right way right now that's mm -hmm. okay that's what being in the team is yeah, you, yeah. you adapt and you evolve to those things don't pigeon you hold don't pigeonhole you to say this is what you will do for the rest of your life yeah. while you're in this team you will do one two and three and i'll do four five and six yeah, no, yeah. sometimes you need a break from three mm. and somebody else can can help and i think it's what's super important with that as well being a superhero leader is that when they do have those moments when things don't work out it's like okay if they were kind of responsible for something it's standing there and apologizing and doing what they need to do but also showing their vulnerability in front of their teams and explaining you know what happened and what didn't go right and what they could do differently next time and having that open conversation rather than oh well that didn't work brilliantly let's kind of put it under the rug and pretend it never happened that's never going to lead to growth isn't it and then from those kind of conversations you can find out what other people are interested in so that you've got the opportunity for next time when that ne next project happens or that next piece of work go actually you showed an interest in that is that something that you'd like to you know they might not know it all then but is it something you'd like to learn about and what skills and tools would you like what training and development would you like and where can we send you so that you get that so that you've got the skills to do that job in the future and you know to dip into those kind of roles but that's never going to happen if failure doesn't happen i saw um i'm not sure it was yesterday or a couple of days ago matt blakely um connection on linkedin does some amazing stuff and so he posted some paradoxes of leadership mm. and one of them one of them i love is spending more time with your team gives you more time back yeah and that's true of any team member that's not true of the leader I, mm. I i know that's true of every team member and it's this if you if you're away flying off on missions saving them you're not spending time with them mm. and there is an element of people well you know you said this is quicker i can do this i can do this best i can get this done mm. but sharing that there's a the quick thing I'll share at the end, but sharing that I think this is what I'm best at. I think this is what I do well um, and what I should do most of the time. Share mm -hmm. that so that people are aware, but also then share that it makes it easier in the future when you can say, I know I said these were my, my, mm -hmm. my go-to things, but phew, I'm not feeling it or there's yeah. something going on. I don't really want, 
it's a good way of being able to drop into the conversation, drop into, you know, looking after yourself, having the self-esteem and self-respect, say, you know what, there's stuff going on that I just need, I haven't got the energy, I haven't got the, I can't do this to the best of my ability. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go into detail, but can you help? Yeah. And just, because you quite often get in teams this kind of, uh, I've seen superhero leadership where, well, my team are going through some tough stuff, not just mm -hmm. the work, but actually, they got some stuff going on at home. Mm. So I'll protect them from that as well. Yeah. What finding a way to make it that more open that mm. actually a member of your team is struggling without pointing the finger, without that being a gossip thing, without that mm. being a, a, a problem, and actually it being a thing of support, and then yeah. being able to go into as much detail or as little as they want. That's it. That's where the answers are. Yeah, because um, the chances are if, if that one person is experiencing something, then somebody else is too. And why not have, you know, an education piece, a conversation, a conversation starter, you know, a workshop around that so that you know, you know, how to spot the signs and, to you know, to help that person get the help they need. You know, it's not a one size all fits package, is it? But at least be able to give people those paths to get the right help at the right time. That's so, so important in terms of well-being and looking after our, ourselves and our teams, isn't it? It is. And it will happen to you as well. Mm, it, yeah. At some point, you will need some help. Yeah. Um, at some point, you won't be the best person to do that thing. No. And if you've got into the habit of doing it by default, <clears throat> it's not going to work out well. No. Um, so, yeah, I think in those, it's interesting not just in the calm times, not just in the okay times, but in those pressured times, you actually need to lean into your team more. And mm -hmm. I think that's, it goes against that kind of conditioning we've had, which is to be the strong one, to protect, to solve the problems yourselves. Mm. You need, I think, acknowledging that doing more together mm. ultimately save time. It will ultimately save suffering. It will ultimately save money. Um, the answer isn't in being alone trying to eliminate mm -hmm. that darkness by yourself. It's healthier mm -hmm. to see the darkness and to express it um, and to celebrate the fact that you're not alone. Yeah. Get rid of those cloaks, people. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Here cloaks are the most dangerous thing. Ever. <laughs> uh, so many, what's that from? That's the Invincibles, isn't it? Um, yeah. Cracking film. Um, you can always find, Geek will always give you the answer yeah. you um so yeah if you want to be able to best serve your team so i'm just trying to wrap up my thoughts if you if you want to be able to best serve your team to have mm -hmm. the time the the ability the capability the energy to, mm -hmm. to really help them um i think something to know is you can't you won't have it if you've been constantly saving everyone yeah. who doesn't really need it there are times when you need the energy to step in yeah maybe do a bit of kind of uh, somebody who is actually lost in the wildness and does mm. need help. There is a time that you yeah, want to... There is. Yeah, there's, a, there's sure you... a time for that disconnection and separation. Yeah, make sure you've got the energy to do it when it really counts. Yeah. And that's yeah. um, the rest of the time, act as a super superhero team. Exactly. Yeah. Embrace yeah. it. Justice League, they're there. Definitely, definitely. Great stuff. Cool. Lovely. Uh, and no, I think uh, next time, um, I'm not sure what we're going to be talking about next time, but it's always relevant from what we've been discussing over the last week or so, isn't it? And who we've been talking to. Yeah, I quite like that we kind of pick up what's kind of on our minds for the week and what other people are coming up with. So, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I'm conscious it's hard, not hard time, is it? It's Easter holidays in the next couple yeah. of weeks. So, um, check our diaries, but I'm sure we'll be around in some form. But yeah, enjoyed that as always. 
Yeah, great to see, great to see you. And see you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that from today's conversation, you heard how important it is for you and your team to have more conversations and understand each other more. Please head over to LinkedIn to join Tasha and I in more conversations like this and head over to colinmobi.com forward slash sprint to spirit. That's the word sprint, the number two in the word spirit, where you can join a community of professionals who want to help their teams develop a team spirit you can all benefit from and that really matters. Speak soon.